All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Good morning. Welcome to all our Europeaners who probably never get to be here. So we apologize for that. Wow, it took a while. Hopefully this works better. What's up, Pio? Um, the Dixie converging down is obviously like right in line with what we'd want to see for continuation of you know bullish sentiments in the rest of the space. So that really like backs up what we're seeing here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go into it obviously a little bit more in detail, but I did talk about it last night where if um, comparing Ethereum on the weekly to Bitcoin, you know, Ethereum is much more obviously uh, pushing on a bullish stance again, um, whereas BTC is kind of, you know, it, it's not as obvious, like the hidden bullish divergence that's there and, you know, potentially could for, uh, confirm on Ethereum. So I really think like this whole 50% dump as of right now, um, reevaluating from my previous thoughts, I, I, I'm more so believing that the weekly bearish div is going to get invalidated now than anything else. Just because, like I said, looking at the logarithmic growth curve, um, where is it going to go? Like, you know, or this is some sort of like if my exponential prediction is correct, then maybe we're looking at something terrible before something amazing, you know, just as we saw back here. But that's it's to be seen, you know, if we can't confirm another hidden bullish here. Then we still have a chance of of breaking the thing and and getting these these this massive retracement. Um, but it's, it's looking less and less likely as these days go by now. As sentiment will start to swing back um, and people start feeling good again and the fear starts to leave, you know? But as of right now, it's, it's, it makes perfect sense why we would just you know, continue with small pullbacks here. I really didn't think we were just going to pop through four. I really thought today was going to be the pullback day. You know, we brush up against 42, maybe a little bit up to 43, pull back to 40, 39 for that retest. Um, what seems to be happening is it's just, it's, it's overextending. Like we're, we're seeing divergence and divergence on the hourly. The four hours still has potentially a bearish divergence there as well. So I don't think we're going to get right above 45. I think from 45, we're probably going to pull back. And because we've now, instead of pulling back from 42, because we're pulling back from 45, our target has to come up a little bit. So maybe we will only retrace back to 42, right? It's still a $3,000 dump um, just because we got higher the the higher low becomes higher as well. So, and that would make a lot of sense. You know, coming back to 42 makes a little bit more sense than 39 just because 42 in my opinion was a much more significant support resistance level than 38 39 was. So, you know, if you'd started a starting entry on the hourly divergence yesterday, um potentially looking at starting another starting entry or adding to it 
um, on this second divergence that we've got. But the divergences aren't confirmed, right? It, it never confirmed. It bounced off the zero. It came right back up. Um, so just be mindful of that. It's only an hourly. These starting entries are just in case to catch the scalp short, right? Like we're ultimately looking for uh, re-entry on the swing long now. And that's the main thing you got to keep in your mind. The short is pretty much irrelevant other than in those very short time frames. Because it's going to find a higher low and it's just going to go, it's going to keep going more than likely from everything that we're seeing. So don't get caught, you know, with your pants down trying to short against trend because it's going to quickly go to 42. You're not going to get out. It's going to keep going the four hours TC, yada, yada, but daily's against me. And it's just going to bounce and rip right through 45. And now you're 10% in the red for no reason. You know, so play accordingly and be mindful of your trend at all times. You guys, like, you got to anticipate each position of, like, you know, think about it. Like, how long am I looking to be in this trade? What type of trade is this? Because if you're four hours up, your daily is up, you're three days just turning up, you know, you don't want to be in a short. That's a terrible time to be in a short. and. You know, I'm not saying don't short because there are small opportunities in between everything, but you got to look at them like that small scalp opportunities, nothing more. And your your really your best interest is to be looking to add to that swing. So if if four if the four hour were to TC down tonight, let's say, right, I'd be looking for reentry. My short scalps are going to get closed wherever the four-hour TC's back up. And then I'm going to add back into my long that I've got going still from 35. So potentially we might, you know, we might not get this short-term dip. As I posted in the last TA update, it might not come. As much as it should come, you know, when, when there's so much strength, it's basically like, okay, it's obvious that that's a support line now. You know, it, it doesn't need to retest. The, the, the Think of it like, um, like there, are, there are people who have to read and study about stuff before they do it, and there's people that just get out and fucking do it and learn, hands it, you know, like mental learning compared to physical learning. It's the same concept here. Right, the the mental learners want it to come back to the to the retest zone, right? Because it makes it like very obviously clear that of course now it's retesting resistance. What was resistance now support, and it's going to in turn, you know, create support and bounce us. Whereas like the you know the hands-on guys, they're like, no, no, we broke. It's done. It's good. Everything's good. We all we had to do is get back above it, which in some cases they're right because 42, right? As we were pointing out weeks ago, when it was still support, like if that level breaks, you know we're gonna take that step down towards 30. That's that's the obvious thing here, and 42 is acting as the key support level. It's not the major support, right? 30k being our major support. 
because it's our most macro horizontal support line, but 42 is coming in as the key level support, right? The, the, the flippening of the floor. So it makes a lot of sense. Like I said, if we do come back to 42, great opportunity, but obviously let the four hour work itself out and then turn back up. Once it agrees again with the daily, it's like you have no excuse not to be jumping in if you're not already in, you know, or if you've taken profits at 45, then looking to jump back in at 42 is even better because now it's all, you know, risk free. And of course, you only put in less than what you took. You took 20% profit, you put 10 back in. You don't take 20 and then slam 20 back in. I mean, you know, obviously, I'm not telling you what to do. Your own risk to reward comes into factor, but you don't want to, you know, you don't want to push your entry price too high. You want to keep it nice and low, as close to as the original entry as possible. So, let me check the sessions chat. See if we got any questions or anything. The low value of ETH, see it? Yeah. So, like I said, I, I at this point in time, it's probably only going to come back to around 3,000. Uh, 2,900 is, yeah. Thank you, Jay. I'm sorry, I didn't see that. Yeah, like probably as low as like 29. And of course, that's subject to change, you know, but that's like the most realistic retrace if we only get back to 42. You have to be mindful of, you know, if we push through 42, we push to 40, then it's probably going to come back to like 28, 2850. Maybe a little extra push. But, you know, at the moment, I'm not thinking that things are going to turn right back down. Um, the daily money flow momentum is still very much bullish, very much has been pressuring up for a week and a half straight. I think Johnny posted something about the Super Bowl being renamed Crypto Bowl, if that's not like an Onion article. It's uh, all the ads that are being placed in it. There's close to $100 million in ads for cryptos. So they're like, I don't, they're not changing the name Super Bowl to Crypto Bowl. They're just saying that all the crypto nice. ads that are coming in is making it look like a crypto bowl because all the ads are going to be like bought up to shill cryptos. We knew that was coming though. Yeah. Crypto.com's probably, you know, FTX, all of them going to freaking eat up all the time. Definitely doesn't mean money's leaving the market anyway. Because I still think we're going to get towards 48 or even more, depending on how bullish this gets. Because, like, like I said, if if the weekly invalidates, um, and these hidden bullish, like, first of all, we're going to get the hidden bullish confirmed. Um, that's one big big thing. Um, the second big thing is that we went super oversold on this pump down. There is. Quite a lot of momentum, as we're seeing coming into this, helping build it up, helping play off of that strength of that hidden bullish on the weekly. Um, and things might just turn absolutely ludicrous, just like we did that first time. You know, we 
like this first weekly drop that we had, um, you know, it pushed so many people out. It pushed so many people out on a on BTC at least, right? It turned right back up before it could TC. This drop here, not this drop. This drop here. We got swung so hard back to the upside. We've tried to break down again, and all we've done is created another hidden bullish divergence. Like this is looking so much like a freaking, you know, as like a bull flag, like we've been talking about for six months. Just getting like more obvious in my head of like potentially what's to come. Like I said, are we going to, you know, we're way closer to the bottom than we are at the top. Do we need some sort of catalyst crash before it happens? Or do we still have enough momentum built up from this whole thing? Because, like, really, did the, did the, the momentum really run out? You know, no, because like we're just this is a consolidation and consolidation and accumulation. Happen at the same time, so if whales are accumulating here. Right, that it builds it up as support as a base, maybe Ethan BTC, like I said, if the if they're going to get manhandled without retesting. Um, then the retracement from there will be more aggressive. Like, you know what I mean? Like if we if we pop right up to like let's say forty-eight, then we're probably still gonna come right back to forty before potentially trying to break that again. If that's how it's gonna go down. If we retest now, we have a better chance of, you know, not falling as far when we do get to forty-eight. Like I would say if we come back to forty-two now, we push up to forty-six, we come back to forty-four, we push up to forty-eight. You know, then it's probably only going to consolidate around 48.44, where if we don't get the retest right off the bat and we continue to diverge on these smaller time frames um, and we get straight, we go straight to 48 over the next day, then, you know, like I said, more aggressive midterm, short term dump would be the likely thing to see from that. It makes sense. You know, the more aggressive type of moves push more people away. This is bounce a retest of the weekly 50 ribbon before we head further down to test the 30s again. Well, Soup, that was kind of the original thought process here because of the weekly divergence. Um, you know, essentially getting as close to 50,000 before coming back down and that is still very possible for sure going back to 30 um still in the cards until we invalidate a converging wave but like i said my my thinking of breaking 30 is becoming less and less by the day um 35 a higher low yeah but the thing is we you know at the same time, there's really only that weekly div and the potential monthly div. And if things were to turn back up here, 
as they are or continue turning up here and like this weekly hidden bullish gets confirmed, then there's a very high chance of invalidating that bullish div because there's there's like, you know, this is just two points, right? Bearish divergence, right? Makes sense, right? But the bullish side is saying, well, there's hidden bullish here. There's there's hidden bullish here. There's hidden bullish here. There's hidden bullish here. There's hidden bullish here. Or normal bull. You know what I mean? Like there's like it's like twelve versus two or one. And that's kind of what I'm getting at here. I think all of this stacked up divergence and the fact that we, you know, we were at the lowest points of the wolf pack that we've ever been. And look at like the retrace, look at the retracement level on the, on the price action. Like, you know, this is feeling like, like I said, it's building like a new floor here building a new floor here. It's the same type of Adam and Eve potential bottom that we saw here. So that's, it's like I said, it's becoming more likely that things are actually about to get quite crazy. All of the developer activity shit is gone parabolic too. Just a lot of money pouring into ecosystem funds that they can actually build shit that people can use and kind of go, oh, that's what blah, blah, blah actually does. And that just didn't stop when things were quiet, when things were down. It just kept going. So if you have a converging wave, like what's actually happening on chain, well, in terms of developer activity, stuff being built with the price action. It's just more confluence to the whole kind of bottomed out kind of hypothesis. Like I said, like this, this bearish case, it's, we're going to need to do something that we've only done once in history. And like, look how it turned out, you know, to, to get back into these regions of 12 or 20. Like, we would need a complete decimation of, I really think, of the stock market in order to see this. So if we, if, if things go to complete shit, stock market pulls back 50% type of thing, um, then that's still in the cards. but. Otherwise, it just is probably going to consolidate itself out, right? If we were to get the converging wave to around 50, then it probably does stick to 30 as, as the low and continues to keep the logarithmic growth curve as the basis of the bottom. And, of course, no chart would be fit without a bullish case scenario. 
So we would it would start out the same way, but instead of breaking a lower low, it would find a higher low somewhere around there and then continue. Yeah, so basically what we would need to see is we would need to break above 48, probably coming towards 56, retesting 48 as new support, maybe twice, you know, once, twice, breakthrough, new all time high, retrace to the previous, you know, Previous all-time high might come all the way back to here and then continue. I go for yellow. <laughs> I mean, yellow's kind of... If, you, if you'd asked me a week ago, yellow would have been the more likely thing to happen here. Right, but as it stands right now, like I said, the underlying kind of hidden from the from your eyes is that... This little thing's quite, quite bullish. Quite frickin' bullish. Mm. Um, yeah, waiting to see where the confirmation gets us. New way to surprise you, yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would surprise me at this point would be this. You know, big old Bart pattern on the weekly. That would surprise me. Kind of getting rejected off here in the short term. Um, coming up on close, we might start to see a little bit more increased sell volume in the shorter terms. I still think it's going to, until daily close today, we're just kind of going to, you know, piddle around, um, kind of stick around here. We're not really going to chop back down too hard, I think, until actually, until close happens. We're going to make the daily close look really good. Higher, higher, higher high close, you know, all that jazz for the, for the normies. And then it'll pull back, more than likely. If the short term doesn't get invalidated or, you know, the buy volume starts to really step up. Yeah. I feel like we just need to reset the hourly, reset the four hour, and we can be on our way again. And I really don't think it's going to take too much. I'd be, like I said, at this point in time, I'd be super surprised to see 39.40. I think 42 would be a a swell spot to turn around, but it all depends how much pressure actually comes in in that midterm. I just didn't see what Jonas posted the other day. Um, Grayscale has applied for a spot ETF, which is probably the best news that we've gotten, I don't know, in maybe two months, three months. Like, 
you know, they're not one of these small private funds. They're one of the biggest in the world. If they were to get approved, it's going to create a trickle-down effect for other for other funds and other trustees to to build spot ETF, at least their basis off of. You know what I mean? Like, once you get one, the floodgates will open. And as we know, spot e- a spot ETF is probably the most bullish thing that Bitcoin could get. You've got, you know, the world of money you can buy us. Um, but today, the Valkyrie Bitcoin Miners ETF is approved by the Nasdaq. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Hopefully, a front runner. I'm telling you guys, like it's it it's you know once that happens, you start getting the 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 Wall Street whales, and then you start getting pensioners and and boomers, who you know they're going to open their portfolios up to it, and then you start getting the millennials and midterm guys like that can now open their portfolio. It just it creates an avalanche of of money. That can is now a, you know it's it's easy to get in. All their taxes are dealt with through the ETF. You know it's like it's a no hassle, easy way for for all that money that's sitting on the sideline right now to get in. They won't even know it's happening. Man. It'll be like half a percent, two percent of a fund hedging. Or oh. Beautiful. What did Michael Saylor say ten trillion sitting on the side right now? Yeah, I have a graph there that shows breakdown. I find this, especially if the property thing, which is why I think Saylor is really kind of playing into Bitcoin as digital property because a post market cap graph, but property is by largest, by far the largest market cap of any market. Yeah. Big thing for me, I really want to see this money flow shift again. If we can just quickly dip into the red and then pry ourselves right back out, it would make sense to see this weekly flipping by next week just because we're already seeing it in the midterm day stuff, right? Two days already pointing back up. Daily has been pointing up for a matter of almost a week so far. So it makes sense that the weekly is because it's obviously lagged behind and because the money flow is a lagging indicator on a lagging time frame. Um, we should see this shift back into the green by, you know, start to see it shift by next week. And then by the next week after that, I would imagine it's back in the green. So, yeah, we'll see. You said a little less anticipating converging wave at this point. Still very possible. But seeing how momentum is shifting again and seeing how we technically did touch 30 there or, you know, as close to 30 as we needed to get. (laughs) Probably with money flow, we did. Right. In terms of, like, actual monetary inflation, 
So that's another Benjamin Cohn actually gem. Um, you know that that technically it was a higher high, but when you factor in MTME, you know money supply, um, 69k was, you know it wasn't factoring that in. It wasn't a higher high. Right. So touching 30k, yeah. Like if you took this back, whatever, eight, ten, twelve months in terms of the Fed's money printer going burr, probably yeah, probably did. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how this pans out. I'm so glad everyone's here because this is the time to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Getting discouraged by two months of pullback downside, you know, I understand, but you you got to pull yourself through it. You, know, you got to realize when these when these shifts are are occurring. You know, we're traders. We're not hodlers. We're not we're not permi bears. Traders. You gotta ask yourself, like, is this really market structure is still green? Convergence. The divergence is not confirmed. The PC is not confirmed. This is the most likely area that we would get fucked around, faked out. Epitome of bull trap, right? Maybe a little more. Maybe a little more push-up would be. But, you know, if it's going to be one, right? So I'm just playing it slightly cautious with it and just watching different indicators and, you know, how we play out here and if we continue on or if there is some sort of rejection or not, right? But as of right yeah. now, with daily up still, um, and the weekly is still TC down, though. So that's the one thing I was kind of wondering about there because when we did turn around the weekly before, we did it with bullish divergence. And I guess we do have some here, but I was looking on it for, like, the wave that we're on right now on the weekly. All I see is, like, lower high, lower low on the wave we're on on the weekly um, in comparison to, like, comparing, like, regular bullish divergence on this on this wolf pack. You see? Because right now it just looks like lower highs, lower lows, kind of. Besides right now, maybe we're breaking that pattern. But I mean, in on the summer drop, how we had the regular bullish divergences on the one wave itself, I was kind of waiting for that a little. Or, uh, I'm I'm wondering if we're gonna get that, which might mean what you're indicating could possibly happen if we do the fifty thirty route, right? Um, not trying to be bearish, right? But I'm trying to like have a mixed thought here because I do see on the weekly we do have the fifty ribbon is right above us and the 21 ribbon is above us and both of them are wide open and red so they're they're flipped so it's just a couple things to look at in that regard they could just prove like a resistance zone but it doesn't necessarily have to be like rejection right and like i said i think, I think over the next we're seeing, but. two weeks you know like we really the weekly hasn't had time to catch up to what the daily and two right. days been kind of shifting towards right because I mean, like I like I said earlier on, like you know, when you look at the the whole overall thing, right? You've got like it's like 
10 or something bullish divergences stacked up here. Right. Um, you know, in, in against one bearish divergence. Right. I mean, and like I said, initially looking at this, I didn't think there was bullish divergence here, but reality is actually like, it's just what happened here was obviously there was some fuckery because this is a divergence. Right. Right. And like I said, on ETH, it's like right in your face. Mm -hmm. It's not kind of hidden off like this. So maybe, like I said, just maybe because we've got a macro higher high, a macro higher low, and right. a fuck ton of hidden stacked up divergences, which in reality, like when you're still when you're looking at this, you know, we've we had all the diverging here. Technically hidden divergence here and like more stuff here. We I don't think we've played out right. a lot of, you know, that uh, the actual move. Because we haven't had a converging wave without diverge some sort of divergence as well. Right? Like this is a converging wave for these guys, this hidden bullish. Right? But it's it's uh but it's still diverging from the initial point. So it's got its own hidden bullish as it is a converging wave for those these divs. You know, it's not just a converging wave on its own compared to everything else, because what we would need to see would be like, you know, something like that. Where we find the higher low at like 70 whatever, and we just barely dip in to, to stay above the highest level here, which is like pretty much right at the zero line. We need to like actually almost have our converging wave above the zero line. It needs to like come back to the zero and then and then bounce off. The one thing I'm thanks uh, for the explanation by the I always yeah. love uh seeing the the log curve thing talking about that. It's always been cool. The um uh, one thing I did want to point out, or I, I guess <clears throat> I'm I'm so tired of talking like this too. But once we're TC back up on the weekly, I'll change. But I'm still following the rule that the weekly is still TC down, and it hasn't necessarily confirmed up. For and sure, pointed up, but it could very well bounce off the middle line. Absolutely. So that, that's why I'm slightly apprehensive here because I'm following it basically right. Now. But like, if we had daily divergence, like if, if that was the daily chart you're looking at, and like. You know, the daily popped up some, and we had some divergence. Cool, starting entries, right? Yeah. You know, but because it's on the weekly and there's bigger price action because the weekly causes more, right? Then it's like I, I, I'm starting to whiff pumpage. Oh, my God, we're doing it. This is the bottom. You know, I'm, I'm whiffing it. Not necessarily here, but um, in uh, pretty much anywhere, Twitter, YouTube. Um, some of it's here, too. Of course, some of us are happy because pumping is cool. But I'm just trying to detect if I'm getting whiffs of, okay, that was the bottom, we're good to go. It's, you know, the, the, the bull trap idea. You know Absolutely. what I mean? That's all. The only thing that I, I would say about that is that with a weekly chart, it takes three two to three weeks of continuous 
like, you know, up sideways to turn it back up after it's started to shift. So you're already, you know, three weeks into it, right? And that's, like, why I don't take, like, I do take trades up to the weekly, right? But I don't strictly trade off weekly. Like, if you're already in it from a daily perspective and then the weekly turns, you move it up to the weekly and you leave it there. But otherwise, like, you know, just taking a trade based on weekly alone is honestly a silly idea because so much can happen within a week or like in this case, you know, because it's a trend uh, lagging momentum type of thing. It takes three weeks to actually turn it back around. Right. Um, So, I mean, you know, I'm just taking advantage of this as a daily trade as of right now. You're absolutely right. Until we, you know, if we, form a converging wave anywhere around 50 or whatever, then absolutely that weekly can still, the daily could turn back down, the weekly could turn back down, it might turn to shit. But like uh, what I was, you know, just we're, we are, we are closer to the bottom than the top. Oh yeah. For sure. Of the logarithmic curve. There's that. Yeah. There's the potential for, like I said, another hidden bullish, if this TC's yeah. back up, if it, if it, yeah, if this would be crazy, man. If a TC's back up, the chances of invalidating are very, very high, very, very high. So it's just, you know, I'm, I'm going to take advantage of this. And oh, me too. I mean, I have entries. Ready like for, I, I've bought yeah. quite a bit, um, but it's like my portfolio isn't as invested as it would be if the weekly was TC'd up. Sure. You know, it's like starting yeah, yeah, entries, yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I hear right, you, yeah, totally. I think to sum that up, it's like, you know, let's take a step back, as Jay said, and put on the other hat. And a week back or two weeks back, it was we were looking at a converging wave, which is exactly the, you know, what we're still kind of heading towards. And if the plan changes from there, then brilliant. But like, Absolutely. nice to kind of manage the FOMO expectations and have good fun because you know you're like look it's fun to even just get to 50 and it's going to be more fun to get out if we're going to pull back to 12k it can be even more fun to buy again there because you get yeah, four times as much Bitcoin right. oh, yeah. in my head that's what I'm doing I'm like if I get a 50k you know I'm prepared to pull it all out but if we invalidate <sighs> Easy. Oh yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, for all of you, if if you've been 100% paying attention, to this potato has called this pretty much to a T, yeah. like this entire. Mm-hmm. So uh, if 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 you did, you should like emote the the potato squad thing I put in there in session chat to make sure he knows that he's a badass and say something, because he called the shit. It's 90% of the time. I'm speaking from, you know, myself here. It's, you know, you're, it's yourself holding you back. It's your own something or other in your mind is making you make emotional decisions when it needs to just be like seen like a math problem. There's, 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 you know, there's many ways to get to a conclusion, but there's only going to be one conclusion. You, you have to treat your trading the same way. If you're trying to factor in, 
all this bullshit into, you know, instead of just going from A to B, then you're you're tripping yourself up. You're 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 holding yourself back un unintentionally a lot of the time. You know, you're just trying to play it safe. Oh, I gotta take more profit because I didn't take profit the last time again. Like you need to treat every new trade like a new trade. You're not thinking about what happened yesterday, the day before, the week before, uh, because that's going to fuck you up. You know, oh, I lost 200 yesterday. I got to get a trade in. I got to make 400 today. That mentality is going to, it's going to fuck you over. It's going to, like, it's not going to do you any good. Thinking about what you did yesterday, or even, like, the fact that, oh, I won 600 yesterday. I'm just going to jump back in and, you know, make a new trade. But, like, you're not basing that decision off of anything. Just because it looked good yesterday doesn't mean it looks good today. You know, things things change rapidly. It could be coming down in the short term. It may still look great on a longer term time. So you're looking for that reentry. Right? Or, oh, it's all fucking stacked up divergences on the four hour. Do I really want to try and go back in at this point for a long? No. You know, you start taking those starting entries short, let the converging wave come, get in, TC, get in, boom, 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 move, 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 divergence, divergence, take profit, take profit, start entry, start entry long, boom, TC's up, boom, in. Like, it's just, it's, it's literally, trading is like a math problem. 8 plus 10 equals 18. This happens. This happens. You start entries. This happens. You go in. Let it play out. This happens. You take profit. I think it's really helpful to kind of think about even instinctually what your risk and reward is when you're making those decisions to, you know, like, every time you need to, you need like, to, where am I? Should we just pump 80%? Am I buying something now? Am I buying a house now when the market's up 30%? percent you got to ask yourself this question always. I think it's like you say, man, you got to get on a train. There's no point in like running down the station, chasing us. It's going to get fucked up. They, the market tries to promote urgency. Right? You need to get in now. You need to. It's making a move now. That's not. It's not the case. That's just. A, it's a ruse. You know. The two hundred bucks fell back five hundred. Like. <laughs> and you <bought> the <laughs> it happens all the time. You need to check, check, check again. Ask yourself every time you're about to take a trade. Okay, are my parameters lined up? Is this like? You should be, you know, you got to pre-prepare, like, like study for your exam. Don't just go to the exam, you know, well, I, I was in class, so I'm fine. Like, put the work and do the pre-preparation. That's why we have, that's why we focus on divergences. That's why we focus on taking the small starting entries, getting in, in position for a good entry. And like, just putting all those pieces in, into play. Oh, the, oh, the smaller time frame didn't turn out. The divergence was invalidated. 
I'm exiting and I'm potentially adding to my short that I'm already in for my swing trade because the short term time frame is invalidated and the, the daily still down or just reconfirmed down at the same time. <clears throat> and that's like just making that conscious decision without any thought process of, oh man, my position's in the red. I'm going to lose a hundred bucks. Fuck my life. None of that. Oh, it turned against me. I'm out. I'm going to, oh, it's actually reconfirming down. I'm going to add to my short. Being in before it plays out. Not getting in in the middle. Not getting in after it's already like done. A 2K pump. <laughs> That's amazing. DC Academy has brought out the best in us for sure. Yeah. I'm really happy. I mean, you guys, you're going to be very excited to hear what your TC tokens are going to be utilized for. I think I think you're going to be stoked. It's probably the biggest thing we've ever done. You're going to buy yourself a Lambo, aren't you? <laughs> no, probably not. I'm probably going to get my... Uh... Yeah, now you turn all of these in and you pay a car payment for me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if this works and... Everything's good, and we can market it, and you guys help us maybe market it, like putting it out there on different websites and shit. Just just spread it as much as we can. It might turn into something massive. Has the ability. That, do any of you guys remember arbitraging? Like arb token? Yeah, what, what Chung does, essentially. Yeah, like what Chong did. Yeah, it, it, it an arbitrage bot, right? The thing was supposed oh, yeah. to simply arbitrage, um, you know, coins across different exchanges, um, and and make up, you know, because some when you have high volatility, you know, on KuCoin, Bitcoin could be trading for forty four thousand, where on Binance it's trading for, let's say forty three six hundred or something. You know, there's a four hundred dollar, <coughs> um, zone between them. Right. And you can make money on that, obviously, if you have something that can take trades in both places in a very fast fashion. Right. Buy it here, send it over, sell it there. Make the difference. Right. If you have one Bitcoin, you just made 400 bucks minus fees, 15 plus, you know, whatever, plus bot fees, probably the $20. So you made like three, you know, it's actually. You know, that's just one example, but it can be very profitable in that sense. Um, okay, so, but you had to, okay, so the bot was fueled by ARB. Okay, I'm going to let, like I said, we're, so elegant. Yeah. So elegant. We're going to let Jonas do his session, which is going to explain everything and. Mm -hmm. Very clear, but there's your little hint of the week. Um, yeah, it's very it's very fucking exciting. The definition of that in terms of opportunity for me is what I absolutely kind of like preach in my professional life, and that's you want a little of a lot, not a lot of a little. And Arab trading is just like. Pfft. Some of the spreads you see and how common it is and how predictable and low risk and 
Well, arbitraging is smart and all, but it, don't don't think of what I said like that. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, yeah, in other cases. Yeah. Hey, so. all I know is whenever potato, whenever you you have said at this point, fucking exciting, it always turns out to be fucking exciting. So I'm excited. Yes, um, winning. <laughs> you guys are like early adopters. Uh, so next year there's gonna be forty three thousand people in the session chat. We're gonna be the ridge. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna get to that point. Jonas doesn't want it to get to that point either, and I, I don't really either. But you know, maybe we'll have one like, separate. Uh, raise your hand version or whatever. We'll see. Stand and there's a meeting. You use, yeah. You lose value and you lose that family community feel. Well, I would I would of course like separate the the bot i would create we would create a second discord more than likely for for the bot specifically if it were to get that crazy so that you guys still had this type of environment obviously more people would join more than likely the group from that as well but i would say you know the numbers people are if if a bot's going to do something for you 90 percent of people are not going to put the work in and they're just going to get the bot you know Which is understandable, but yeah, I, I see a real value in learning this for yourself, and you know, letting the the bot, you know, work with a a lower percentile of your account and let it build it up, right? Like what me and Jonas are doing with the hundred dollar challenge account stuff, right? He he builds those accounts up and then he redisperses them and then he does it again. And it's it's a very, I mean, smart way of doing it. Feels a lot better to put, you know, to turn a hundred into ten thousand than it is to turn a million into, you know, two million, ten million. Johnny Blues. <laughs> Have any of you guys been following Jonas's uh, live stream trading? Yeah. Yep. FTC. It's been awesome, man. I want to see Jewel Pump today more <laughs> <laughs> i can see it dude i mean one's kind of starting to turn around again uh oh yeah gone 13 yeah. cents more i mean it's already at nine bucks one I'm actually explaining. has a higher higher low going on right now here I'm telling you i'm telling you seven bucks was a fucking like take my money and run buy price yeah the fact that we came back this low and major support and stuff like ha oh, oh. But even at that, you know, even if you miss the whole thing, you just log in, you go to the gardens, you click on fucking seed or whatever the fuck it is, you check your claims, and you're like, oh, thanks there for 50 fucking jewel for doing nothing for the last three weeks. And then it starts going back up, and you're like, 
how can I lose at this if it's yeah. this early still with the AVAX bridge even, to come? Not even at $100 yet. Yeah. So much liquidity to come. Like the only way you can get money into this is by buying one and kind of like figuring out and getting through. And it just, one needs to be listed on Coinbase. That. Yeah, right. It's mm -hmm. in custody. Yeah, it's been there for a while, man. They've been yep. listing some weird shit coins recently, too. And it's like, yeah. the fuck are they doing, man? Is the Fed like paying them to list like the worst shit going so they can regulate? Yeah, yeah, it's actually impressive how many coins they have now, but some of them really suck, yeah. Yeah. Probably suspicious, man. What's this going to take ages to, like, release the good shit? Rock, rock. Did you see the... I haven't... I must actually research it myself, but I see that the land plots are up for sale on DeFi Kingdoms. There's certain parcels anyway that are for sale there. Oh yeah, the yeah yeah. The, so they're only those. So they haven't actually released any land yet. These are these were like airdropped um, for contestants and stuff. The ones that are already sold off. So no one's actually bought in any land. Okay, all these prices that are for sale are speculating. Like, you know. Speculation. I, just like they have them first, right? It's like a first edition Xbox five months before the Xbox There's, release. Mm -hmm. thing. They're going to sell it for like three grand. Yeah. Right? That's why lousy. It is lousy. You're yeah, given a gift more. from the guys, and the first thing you do is turn around and put like an ex a crazy price on it. You can't even like look at the land. Like you can't even, there's nothing right now. It's just a, an empty plot on a map. People are really? actually like adding stuff into their land and becoming part. Like you can watch people in the metaverse in DeFi kingdoms walking around on their land. Yeah. See, that would be cool if it was meta, but this is not. I mean, they're they're, they're saying it's going to be that way eventually. No, I, they weren't saying that. They were saying like two D game. Like, where you, you can, can walk around yeah. in the game, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't like, you're not, it's right. not metaverse, right? It's not VR. Right. It's not like, not, yeah, yeah, right. They would, you know, the okay. graphics, you couldn't, this is a like Zelda game. Right. It, it, it's, I, I, I've summed it up a couple of days ago for myself, and it's a Zelda interface for like possibly the biggest cross chain decks. Like if this starts bridging to Phantom, to Avax, Stall, someone builds an ETH bridge. Like, a lot of us weren't into DeFi until this cropped up, and I was like, oh, it's that easy to use? You know, I've lost my virginity with DeFi Kingdoms. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm over it. It's a gateway to get people into DeFi, that's for sure. Super yeah. Easy. I'm doing a bit of research for one of the sessions later on in the week on Atom um, because they're bringing up what's oh, it called again oh man it's asynchronous staking in liquidity pools so you could be staking the Osmo Atom pair you're going to still get Osmo um, 
but you you still get your staking yield for both Atom and Osmo separately. So you get three kind of sources of income from one process, which is cool. That's cool. What a what platform was that, Peel? That was on um, Osmosis. So oh. you can send Atom from. You must get the Kepler wallet. It's really nice, easy to use, beautiful Chrome extension. You can send Atom from Kraken. That's okay. what I find is easiest. Probably send with KuCoin, but it's like honestly, it was one of the best experiences I had. Kepler wallet, no fucking around. Set it up into KuCoin. Smashing your address. Memo note. There you go. Five minutes later, it's in your Kepler wallet. Osmosis Lab, I think is the website. Um, that's a DEX. Um, connect wallet, log in. Um, pull it using the IBC function, the cross-chain network function, from your Kepler wallet. Bang. Five minutes later, there it is. All right, and then it's kind of like in a liquidity pool section of, or the marketplace section of DeFi Kingdoms, although it's way nicer to UI. You just keep them swapping, and the gas fees are fucking nothing. Hmm. And Osmo is the kind of the, the dual equivalent. Okay. Um, but the staking options are really complex in terms of like there's so many of them, and they're, they're really cool. So you can just stake... Atom in your Kepler wallet for fourteen and a half percent, which is twice of what you get in Kraken, um, and that's only one step in the process. Right. So I'm just digging into it now because I think Atom is just. Oh, look, if you've got everything else, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Uh, even though I don't like Ethereum, I by Matic by proxy, especially because you spotted the Chili's pattern as well. They just got a four hundred fifty million injection today from Sino Capital which is actually larger than what the Sol ecosystem got to spend on developers and building shit. Um, but then Dot and Atom, Luna, couldn't lose, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny would probably... about it for about yeah. six, eight months now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear what you think, man. I know you've been sniffing around the same stuff. I think Dawnbreaker is big into the Atom ecosystem, too, and TVI. Yeah. Yeah, me and Don's talked about it before. I'll uh, I'll put I'll do the session. What? what? You whispering sweet nothings to me again? <coughs> Sorry, I was coughing. That's no, okay. I my mic. Yeah, I said uh, yeah, I'll definitely um talk a little bit about it with you when we do it the session. Right. Yeah. I think just. Well, we can probably maybe sum that up is, and it's something that Jonas, I know, would like to touch on for like the broader audience, especially newer people, when we talk about L0s, L1s, and L2s, because Atom and Dot, you know, are your L0s. And if you're understanding one, you're understanding the other. There are other nuances, but, you know, when you're doing a fundamental analysis, you know, if you wrap your head around one, and, you know, you wrap your head around the other.
Brilliant. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to tie up the session here uh, for Hymo's sake, because I think we're going on like two hours. So uh, we're, we're still going to be here, guys. We're just going to pop down into the other voice chat. Uh, and yeah, we'll continue our discussion. Thanks for being here today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, me. Oh, are you going to? Uh, are you going to take part in uh, the DGen Wednesday? I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always there. I love how Johnny's the only one who jumped so far. <laughs> Keep him there. <laughs> what are we trading, Jay? What are we snorting? What are we downing? What are we trading? <laughs> right here. I know, let's, right? Uh, let's jump down there first. All right, let's do it. Thank <laughs> you.